0: Alright, Tom here. It's been a couple weeks because I just had to take some time and sometimes I think slow. And I just had to take some time to process and process and process and just really think through why and what I want to share and how to best do that. And if you'll bear with me as we go through the videos this year, I'll do best to try to not bore you to death, but really make a solid case for the two things that are important for me eternally, is the state of your spiritual health and what you want to do about the God of the Bible. And also, secondly, how do you best thrive and survive in the coming hard times and make sure that we do the best we can every day to make it through, but not just make it through, but make it through cheerfully in a positive manner and, and be a blessing to people. And my point today is, in relation to the spiritual side, is do you trust God? because a lot of times we we say we do, and I say I do but but left to our own devices, we think about all the ways that we can do to take care of ourselves, make more money, get that bigger house, and we say we do, but sometimes our actions betray us, and I want to share my testimony a little bit to kind of like illustrate this point. So my story for my my testimony starts actually in Michigan. I was born there, and my dad was finishing up as or just finished up his PhD, and he had just gotten a grant from the Rockefeller Foundation to go go to Ethiopia, and that's going to be important later because, you know, when I think about my testimony, I don't think it's anything unique or anything special or anything drastic like a one of those like night and day changes. It's just you know your run of the mill, average Christian testimony. But it took God taking me around the world one and a half times for me to really come and experience Him and see Him face-to-face and accept Him. So my dad um, had a chance to go to Ethiopia. And then after that, we went back to Taiwan. And then we stayed there for a couple of years and then back to Michigan and then to Massachusetts. And during this whole time, I had never had any exposure to the Christian faith, nothing no bible study, no church, no sunday school, no nobody passing out of tract except for this one one girl in my class, Elizabeth Bell. I still remember her clearest day because on Sundays in Massachusetts where we lived at this time, so our house was actually siti- situated at a T intersection so I could see down the down the long long side and every sunday without fail I would just see her walking down the street towards my house, and she would take a right. And where'd she go? Every Sunday, what's she doing? And I don't know how I found out about this, but I found out that her parents put her through Sunday school. I mean, the torture. Not just Monday through Friday, but Sunday as well. I mean, I had no idea what Sunday school was. And, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. And then after that, my dad actually was asked to go back to Ethiopia again. And it was because that he, because of his prior experience in Ethiopia ten years ago, that he was asked to go back this time. So for me, that was actually God's providence and God ordaining my first time in Ethiopia. Because the second time we went back to Ethiopia, he worked for the World Health Organization when it was when it was a health organization. And during that time, one 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 Fourth of July weekend, one Fourth of July celebration, we we're actually at the American Embassy. And we, my family, happened to bump into these missionaries, and through that, I found out my mom found out about this missionary school, Bingham Academy, and again, I had no Christian background, but we ended up there. And it was during my seventh grade year, and I remember being in this Bible Bible quiz Bible quiz, and I have Frankincense, myrrh, I had no clue, you know. Who was Noah? I was totally helpless and clueless, and I, I don't know what happened. But through the process of the year of learning more about the Bible, and going to church on Sundays, now during that year, I actually became a Christian because I, I was exposed to it. The faith made sense, and for somebody who actually had no spiritual exposure, for me, the Christian faith, you know, was as good as any other, and. And after junior high, all my friends went to this missionary boarding school in Kenya, south of the border. And that's where I ended up as well. And honestly, when I look back on it, coming from the background that I did, God's hands, God's hands was on me because if I didn't go through the junior high and high school years at a missionary school and learning the faith, then I wouldn't have any foundation and who knows how else I might have found the, found found God. But I will say, just observing my time as, at the missionary school. The missionaries there, they had some amazing testimonies. You, you hear about miracles, about the persecutions, and how they endured and suffered, and it was an awesome foundation for my, my faith. Not that I knew at that time, but in the future, it will come back. But the missionaries, the missionaries and missionary kids are two different things. And when you go to a, a school that's structured based upon the Christian values, rules and regulations, what to do, what not to do, all in this Christian culture, little bubble, and we're in that little bubble in the middle of nowhere in Kenya, and and I loved it. It was great, you know, having this exposure to to Africa, and and having great friendships, and in, even to this day I still have them. And so I was one of the good kids, but some of these missionary kids, boy, they are a wild bunch. And you know, I even back then I thought to myself, if they made some stupid rule that you you know you can't you know do a headstand in class, I was sure that some kids would break the rule just because they were so rebellious. Because they were they grew up in a Christian household, went to church, and we went to chapel every 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 day. And then now I think about it, we also had bible studies in the dorms too and then church on sundays did we do sunday school? i don't remember but but i was well i was overloaded on christianity let's put it that way so i grew up in a very very sheltered christian world and and it was it was in a way a imposition a and a, um, um, placed on me that i had to live a christian life because that was a culture so as I said, no hearing the missionary stores was good, but once I went to college, I left my faith behind. Because there were so much restrictions put on you, you had to leave, you had to live a Christian life. Once the shackles are off, and when you're 18, 19 in a new country and a new school where there's nobody telling you that you had to go to chapel or go to church, what do you do? You do whatever you want. and, and I and I did whatever I wanted. Play volleyball on Sunday, sure. Sleep in, sure. Uh, go to church. I think we, I think I might have gone to church twice during the whole whole college time, during the school year. And, and, but during the summer times, I actually interned, and during the times when I was interning, I did actually go to church. See, so I knew enough about the Christian culture to know that church is also a good social network, good for community. But once I got back to school, it was... It was not really a priority for me because I just needed to graduate. That was my focus, to be a student. But I will say, when I graduated from, from, my, from my master's degree, and I was really facing the reality of going to the working world, and I had a job lined up in California, again, as I said, the stories of the missionaries, and thinking back to my teachings of the Bible, of the Christian faith, I had to think to myself, do I really believe this? And if I really believe this, what am I going to do with it? Will I sincerely follow after it, or or will I just put it to the side as I've done for the past five years? And, I mean, because I'm sitting here, you know the answer. I decided that it was worth following. After I came into California, as I started growing my faith, and this time it was my faith, it was not... An opposed faith not a cultural faith. It was mine. The first few steps I did were actually, looking at hindsight now, really smart because I started studying apologetics. And I started studying why the Bible and the Christian faith make sense. And I won't get into that today. And and going to my, back to my first question, which I started the video with is, do you trust God? Because, you know, as parents and, you know, as people with friends or family who are not Christians, a lot of times we feel that we need to do the work for God. And we think maybe sincerely that we are doing the work for God when we try to coax people or curse or guilt them, emotionally manipulate them into, into believing in Christianity. And here's where I think that a lot of people who are deconverting or deconstructing the faith come from because, like me, they might have grown up in a Christian environment, in a little bubble. They go from a Christian household, church on Sundays, Sunday school, to junior high ministry, to high school ministry, to college ministry, and then after that, it's a real world. But maybe, unlike me, they decided that they can do without God, and it never made sense to them, but they never really were taught... And were encouraged to study, investigate why, and if the Bible is true. So, the question is: Do you trust God? Because if you do your part, and I will say that a lot of times we 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 offload the responsibility for raising our children or or studying the Bible, knowing our apologetics, apologetic so we can share wisely and intelligently. And with common sense and logic so that people don't don't scoff and just say that we have blind faith christianity is not a blind faith thing it's for real real and you can do what you can to try to inculcate and educate let's say your family here and after that you have to just trust god and the holy spirit that the seed that you planted so here's where apologetics comes in you have to make sure you plant it correctly the seed that you planted in in the soil of God and of His Word will not go to waste, and that you may not see it now. It might take a long time from to, um, to fruit to come to um, to grow, but you have to trust God that your son, your daughter, your friend, that God is actually more concerned about them than you are, and that He will not let them go astray. It could take a while. It could take a long time. And yeah, they could be in the wilderness. They could be struggling, trying to figure the way out. And and it's it's hard to not wanna step in and take control of things. And right now, especially as we go into a world that's really negative and hostile and that antagonistic towards Christianity, what we want to do is we wanna really kinda of like, you know, circle the wagons, we wanna really um Bar the doors, we don't want to protect ourselves, you know. We want to make sure that ours and our family, we are secure and we actually have our faith grounded. And to that degree, I believe that forcing external external signs of Christianity, going to church on Sundays, going to Sunday school, going to high school ministry, going to whatever, those are not true indicators of whether they have actually receive the faith into the hearts of course you have to do that but you can't make it a legalistic thing but what i believe is more important is to make sure that you share and expose your family to the logic the laws of nature the arguments of apologetics and why christianity is a reasonable faith with high probability of being true, because for me, and I won't go into it today. i will be in another video. The why of Christianity is so much more compelling than the why not of Christianity. And if you're able to actually plant the seed of apologetics and allow people, and allow your children, to really reason and understand logically why it makes sense, then that's all you can do. And. And I I think another reason why apologetics is really important right now is because the world is so anti Christian. The professors, they're atheists. And not just on the no God side, but it's also on the many God side. There's the occult, there's witchcraft, and sometimes there's not much you can do but trust God. So, my testimony, in a way, as I look back on it, allows me to know that there is some great Christians who stand firm for the for their faith and you look at the children and you also look at the structure that they put around to protect their children and their friends and just the wider Christian community and sometimes it's well-intentioned but if it's too man-centered and not God-centered, and not trusting in God, then it will fail, because anything that we do that points back to man, it will not stand, because God requires, and God deserves glory, and God will make sure that He takes care of His own, and God wants us to actually trust Him in this. And as we go through hard times, I'll just repeat this one last time, we need to make sure that we know not just spiritually, but we also know in our minds and our hearts why our faith makes sense. And trusting God and, and listening to Him is the best way to make sure that we get through this. All right, so until next time.